2: Feeling
1: about this. Welcome to episode 117 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart, and it is another week without Will. He assures me he will be back with us next week. He's a busy guy. He's got things going on. So you know how I do. I get a guest. And the guest I have today is sitting across the table from me wearing his finest George Lucas wear. Live in studio, son. <laughs> Some people call him this generation songbird. I call him my friend, Mr. Steve Cobra. What up? How many... What appearance do you think this is? Uh, you definitely hold the record for most uh, guest appearances I don't on Bill Oh no. Seven? Six, Ooh. seven? See, do you, maybe, but do you count all the episodes I split those trivias on? Uh, like individual episodes you've appeared on? I that's a good point, it's, but I mean, yeah, if, it's, if we're just considering the trivia,
2: then it's a lot more than that. That was a fun segment.
1: Yeah, hard to do without Will here in person. It's no doubt, of, yeah. Kind of hard to do over.
2: Plus, there's so much more content, Star Wars content mm-hmm. now, just to do the
1: original trilogies a bit. Yeah, I could you know, always get them. Get a more updated version of the trivia. Um, but I'm glad to be back, man. I yes, been it a little while. I looked today, and your last episode was in the 80s. Like back in the 1980s? Yes. Yes. We were doing this shit, like, hooked up to a karaoke machine or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm glad to be here. Um, one thing that I was hoping, you know, is to get some of that business, sweet business. I like, know. I got so excited right here, last yeah. week
1: that I forgot to give the business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blueharvestpod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a new shirt in our T public store. We're going Porg crazy, Steve. Have you seen the Porg yet? I have. There he is. He's right over there sitting in front of my signed photo of Mark Hamill. Place of honor. Place of honor, No doubt. Uh, I, let me tell you, when you're real fucked up, maybe you got real fucked up for your lady's birthday, and you're sitting on the couch and you look over, it looks like that motherfucker's about to take a fucking head dive into that lamp. Yeah, he's pretty intense eyes. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, we're going Porg crazy. We got a new Porg shirt. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was rearranging all of my Star Wars stuff, and I get a phone call from my buddy Calvin, and he's like, dude, I got the perfect shirt for you, dude. Shirt idea. And I was like, give it to me. And now what you see on our store is the culmination of that shirt idea. It's the Poor Life shirt available now. Of course, our buddy Evan did a killer job on the artwork. Uh, and that's tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast.
2: Shouts to Evan. <clears throat> that dude's awesome. He yeah, he is. He was great uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: You know, Jotty's dog passed away, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Evan Sorry, Johnny, Johnny. It t- sucks, man. the nicest picture of him and chewy in the cockpit of the millennium falcon for johnny such a good dude i was like oh you hit me in the fucking heart with that one evan you got me uh you remember what your last show what happened on your last episode uh i don't it was me and jeremy wasn't it no nope. it wasn't Nope. you've hmm. been on once since then and it was when we announced that we are now part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. That's right. Along with such other great shows as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Idiot's Array, Cantina Cast, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold.
2: That's an actually uh, interesting that you bring that up. <coughs> actually, before I got here, I was uh, I was in the car, on the phone, actually, with uh, Jason and Randy. And we've decided that uh <laughs> Oh you know, really? Yeah, you, you're uh you're a little too edgy for this brand, uh Haas, and we're gonna actually we're we're thinking about replacing you with Mark uh, Marin, actually. Oh and, my god. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, if they were like uh if, if Jason called me up and he was like, uh buddy, I got I got this weirdest thing happened to me today. Mark Marin called up and said he wants to do a Star Wars podcast and he wants to be on the network. But we got to get rid of a show to make room. I'd be like, dude, like, <laughs> go ahead. Like I'm interested because he's Mark Maron's going to do a terrible Star Wars podcast. I don't even I don't even know that Mark Marin's seen Star Wars. Maybe not. He's always talking about fucking all the museums and independent documentaries he's watching. Yeah, he was pretty good in Glow. I'll give him that. Oh, uh, I like Mark Maron. Don't yeah. get me wrong. His new stand up special, pretty great. I too. haven't seen that yet, but I can. Vouch for I like Glow. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he does not seem like the Star Wars type. Nah. I just was going with a more established podcast maker. Well, I mean, you really, from Blue Harvest to Mark Marin, that is a jump, sure, sir. <laughs> <laughs> more established. More established. We want to go with a, a million safer times choice. safer choice.
3: <laughs> <coughs> oh,
1: my Lord. Oh, my goodness. I was about to say, too edgy for their show. Like, they were talking about HPV on theirs a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh so apparently i've been told that this is not this is a radio no-no but it's fucking podcast who gives a shit about radio no-nos you're not supposed to say well it's a slow news week but guess what it's fucking slow news week (laughs) so me and steve are gonna bullshit there's one pretty important thing but it's i don't know what the let's knock it out (laughs) what is it the last jedi is done
2: Oh, I heard. I actually heard about that. Yeah. Ryan
1: Johnson announced on his Instagram last night that they're completely, completely done. Fuck yeah. Why don't you put it out tomorrow then? I'll go right. see it. Yeah. Hey, Ry J, send me a fucking copy of that movie. I'll watch it. I yeah. won't tell nobody. I mean, it would do
2: huge numbers, right? It doesn't matter when it comes out. But I guess they got to push mm. that hype machine as hard
1: as it can. I mean, yes, it would do huge numbers blah 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 but they also have agreements with distributors that would be pissed off and like you know they still haven't done another trailer and all kinds of stuff so but cool to see that uh, the production of this one seems to have gone so smoothly the homeboy's done with the movie three months before it's even going to come out a little less than three months um what's your take on all the director drama
2: man i don't know i mean if if You're sitting on a gigantic uh, property like that, you know, then uh, why wouldn't you protect it if you're not happy with the product that's being made? Right. You know, I just think they probably should have vetted a little bit better to begin with. I think that... That is how I end up feeling. Yeah, I think that whoever made the decision to hire those guys... They might need to be looked at, uh, you know, there might need to be some internal things done, but, well, you know, they're still kind of filling out the whole process, too. I'm pretty sure that's Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Yeah. One of the most successful producers in movie history. Right. I just, uh, so I, I don't think she's the problem, quote unquote. Oh, of course, unquote. no, I don't think so. But, but I feel like that, yeah, they need to be a little more careful. Right.
2: Maybe she's got too much going on, you know, she's a, she's got
1: her hands in a lot of... That's not Pies, so much, right? yeah. A lot too much going on it, to me. More it seems like they've tried to do a whole lot really fast. Mm-hmm. They've tried to go from no Star Wars to a Star Wars every year, right? It's a lot,
2: it's a lot, which totally increases your chance for some
1: subpar stuff, you know. Yeah, it, oh, it's gonna happen, yeah. But- uh, I just hope it's later rather than sooner, but there is going to be probably a, a decently bad Star Wars right. movie.
2: But you know what? I don't even think Star Wars fans will even care that much, you know? I mean, there, well... I think, look, like, buddy. you'll still be happy to have... Uh, you'll still watch it, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Def- I will definitely that's still what I mean, watch like, it. Yeah. yeah but there will be the Chicken Littles, that's what I call them, the Sky Has Always Fallen fans... That are immediately like, all- oh, fu- well, told you, they shouldn't have sold to Disney. Fucking Disney, man.
2: Yeah, but you can't judge, you know, by the 1% of people who are crying on the internet.
1: Uh, yeah, they're just so, I think it's just that they're so vocal, these yeah, they are. douchebags. They're, they're the vocal minority. Mm-hmm. And when they are vocal, they are real vocal, yeah, my
2: they, dude. They raise a stink. I, I play Destiny, dude. I see it on the internet all the time. Yeah.
1: Dude, I don't go anywhere near Star Wars Reddit. Ooh, I bet. Ooh, man, I can't. Like the thing about Twitter is I can pare it down. I'm like, oh cool. Well, we'll follow each other. Hey, what's up? You're cool? You cool? You cool? On Reddit, like anybody can just stand up on their chair and be like,
0: Look at my dick
1: Yep.
2: Have you have you seen prequel memes on Reddit? It's pretty good.
1: I follow prequel memes on Twitter. I don't know if it's the same people or whatever, but I follow Probably. a prequel memes on Twitter. It's and pretty funny. They do do some pretty funny stuff.
2: They consistently make the front page of Reddit, which is, you know, you can't, I don't think any other Star Wars page yet is hit the front page other than them. Until yeah, I don't they're know. On, on like a big news day, it will. Like yeah. when they fire directors or something. Yeah, which, but that's
1: not necessarily like a, a Star Wars subreddit that'll right. make the front page. I know there's a pretty big one called Star Wars Leaks. Mm-hmm. They're like the spoiler board or whatever. I don't fuck with it because they talk shit about Jason and all my buddies over at making star Wars. So I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Fuck them. I ain't reading that. So, um, but yeah, episode eight's done. How are you? So as someone that's not like 24 seven boner for star Wars, like myself, I can't get over this fucking George Lucas shirt. You're wearing (laughs) came. Correct. Son. I love it. Right. Return of the Jedi. That's right. Give Steve a Star Wars movie.
2: (laughs) What was your question?
1: Uh, How are you feeling about The Last Jedi? I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah, man. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited,
2: too. It's, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the first one as much. uh, I kind of gave you a little shit when
1: uh, I heard J.J. was hired to do the last. I talked about (laughs) that on Rogue One this week.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So... But I, it was all in it was all in playfulness. Like I think what's, he's
1: going to do a good job. You yeah. know what's funny is you thought like I was butt hurt. You thought I was real <laughs> you were. upset like, I was, I because was, like, I was driving, so I was sending you like through voice to text the most basic <laughs> fucking responses. But it was because like if I try to go too far with the voice to text on my phone, it it doesn't work. Like my fucking accent and shit throws it off. So I was like, oh, buddy, you're breaking my heart and stuff like that yeah but you thought i was real mad
2: (laughs) yeah because you didn't write back for like a minute and i Mm -hmm. was like damn he's like pissed but yeah no it's driving
1: for my job i understand i
2: get busy sometimes and i can't text right back um yeah i'm excited uh yeah hopefully i'll go see it with you just like we did the last one and uh you don't know if i'll be able to podcast afterwards because i'm an old man and i gotta go to bed
1: but Um, I do enjoy seeing the movie, and I'll be back on to talk about it for sure. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that whole deal. I've been uh, setting up some stuff to make this year's Reaction Podcast just a tiny bit more special. Yep. Maybe have some special, special guests on. Nice. uh, From other... All kinds of people you've heard on the show before, but... Oh, nice. But not... Uh, you know, it, 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 br- just hopping on briefly to give yeah, us some thoughts. So. That's awesome. We'll see what happens. Um, you have a hot take. I don't even care about who Ray's parents are. Don't care. Really want to see your kicks, ass. Is there an answer? Are you invested enough that there's an answer that you would find like, oh, that's dumb.
2: Uh, I don't. I don't even think so. Right. I, I really don't. Like, honestly, if they were like, she's nobody's, like, nobody's kid. She's I, just some kid. I'm starting to feel that would be like- my favorite. If they did that, that would be my favorite thing.
1: I think you might be pretty stoked, because that's how I'm starting to feel. That'd be cool to me. Just f- with the little tiny bits of information they've doled out, it doesn't seem like, oh no, I, I just don't see how she's going to be someone we knows, as a kid. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I could be wrong, but that's how I'm feeling right now, at least. Um, whew, I was going to ask. I hit a pothole.
2: That's okay. We were just talking about how stoked we were about uh, the new movie. Yeah. How could you not be?
1: Uh, do you see that A-Wing over there? I know you're a fan of the A-Wing. I love an A-Wing. That's the new version of the A-Wing from The Last Jedi. Pretty cool looking. Not hugely different.
3: Mm-mm.
2: That's probably about how big they are in real life, too. They're pretty small. <laughs>
1: so you think it's some like a little people inside <laughs> yeah. those spaceships. That would be awesome. No, I- it wouldn't. If there was like a a race of three and three quarter inch, fucking people in Star Wars, that's as big as they got. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nah. I didn't
2: I didn't play much uh, Battlefront, but when I did the space battles, I
1: exclusively used the A wing. Yeah, I'm and looking forward that to that X-wing. new
2: one. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm, dude, yeah, come on, we'll see. You're gonna <laughs> still be balls deep in Destiny. Nah, man, actually,
2: I'm I'm starting to get a little I'm about ready to. T- I played Dark Souls today, so you know.
1: You know what? I also today had like a little hour and a half in between work break that I took. And I played, uh, what's that game called? Pil- Pillars of Eternity. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was it? Fucking Bioware uh, throwback type game. It's, nice. It's neat. It is definitely something I probably should have had a little more than an hour and a half to play to start off with. Very story heavy up front and tutorial heavy up front. Mm-hmm. But that type of game surprisingly seems to translate to console pretty well. Cool. Well, you know, that Baldur's Gate sort of tactical mm-hmm. medieval RPG type deal.
2: Always enjoyed those. Baldur's Gate, too, was a big favorite of mine back in the day. Yeah. It's I
1: second. also liked uh, Icewind Dale. That one was pretty good. Those were good, yeah. Uh, did you ever play the Neverwinter games? Neverwinter Nights 1 uh, and I 2? I played
2: the first one, uh, and that was right around the time my PC kind of started to age mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. instead of getting a new computer, I got an Xbox because I wanted to play Halo. I haven't looked back. Because I was originally. Halo was supposed to be on PC. Mm hmm. Then, Mac, then PC. Yep. And then. Then b- console. Bungie or Microsoft decided they wanted to use it to sell their game system. Yep. It worked on me anyway. <laughs> but it. Man, Halo was great.
1: So you're you're starting to feel similar to I am starting to feel with Destiny 2 right now, where like I need to take little breaks from it so I don't get tired of it. Yeah, like you know,
2: I mean, you know, and fair enough. There's a lot of stuff to do, but uh, once you hit that end game and you're not raiding, it's you know.
1: kind of like you have a very, more limited options. Yep. Especially you, you're you're way ahead of me as far as power level goes. What's your power level at? Two eighty? Yeah, no, something? it's
2: higher than that. It's like around two ninety five. Five somewhere. You got two
1: ninety-five without doing the raid. Yeah, Balling. just doing those
2: milestones every mm-hmm. week, just which you can do in a day, pretty much. Yeah,
1: that the last thing I did was jump on and do my flashpoint or whatever. Right. Yeah, that and, and the God.
2: crucible and the uh, the nightfall and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Getting those, being in a good clan. I mean, it it throws stuff at you to level you up,
1: and then doing those exotic quests help too. Yeah. Half half your audience is like, I don't care. <laughs> you say that but I, when Will and I talk about fucking video games I get some pretty positive feedback right I just, we, we went on a little destiny deep dive though it was pretty yeah. funny well you know I think uh, I love that game what else are we supposed to Ready talk about break. this week with Star Wars guys I mean cool. fuck it The yeah. Last Jedi's done I'm impatient I want to watch it now boom Um. yeah I, I, it's just and and so I tried out the raid Mm-hmm. Last weekend. And it's tough. And like, I want to complete it, but it's it's so tough. But I want to. Kind of just out of pride. Sure. You know?
2: Yeah. It's it's tough sometimes to sit in there for seven hours straight trying to get I through one section. No. That's
1: my entire gaming day. I know. You know.
2: And it's hard. It gets tiring just staring at a screen. Especially if you're having stuck thing. on
1: one single part and it's just that over and over and over. like. Mm-hmm. I just, my skills start to fade. Quote, unquote, my skills. It's it's so long. So, but I'm going to keep trying it. If if groups can get together and stuff, I'll try it. But I'm looking for them goose cheese. Oh, Dharma. She's like, don't you cheese? She knows, man. Don't you fucking cheese her? Um, Oh, here's a good, good question. What are you listening to now? Mr. Musician, Mr. Stoned Cobra. Well, if you had to recommend two records. God. To the two records? Two records.
2: Well, I was singing the new Sylvan Esso record on the way over here. But that's, I mean, and that's a great record. Um, Sylvanessa, um, Sylvan.
3: Sylvan.
1: Esso. Esso.
2: Yeah, Sylvan Esso.
1: Huh.
2: Um, it's just like, I mean, it's not like metal or anything like that. That's it's fine. just kind of more poppy but
1: i watched the lady doc lady gaga documentary before you came over yeah that's really good doesn't have to be metal <laughs>
2: um and you know i've been listening to a lot of rap lately too weirdly uh, we've
1: been listening to
2: <laughs> like i'm really into that migos record strangely enough dude. i don't know who that is <laughs> yeah, it's newer but um that and uh also windhand uh is a really good band that i've been listening to <clears throat> a little bit lately what's they're a little more
1: kind of metal stoner. What's kind of Joshy stuff. Pants listening to lately?
3: Oh, <sighs>
2: um, I don't know. He he doesn't share it all the time. Really? Yeah, he, sometime, him and Alan go off in the corner and, and talk they're like, about it. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Yeah, they'll, Fucking, they'll talk about their whatever Norwegian
1: black man. Jorgen's name. Fist, right? <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> you know. All right, cool. Because jo- Joshy always does have, like, it, maybe it's because we don't hang out as often, but like when I see him, he's always got some sort of album recommendation for oh, me, yeah. and it's always metal as fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he's actually listening to Mastodon right now. At, at the last practice, he was he was digging Mastodon.
1: One of the newer records, or is he going? Yeah, just older? the
2: stuff the drummer sings. Like he likes the,
1: like stuff he likes. Probably likes the al- my favorite album of theirs a lot. Crack the sky. Oh yeah, because sure the he drummer likes sings a lot on that one. Yeah, that's a good record.
2: I like that one a lot.
1: Love me a good concept album.
2: Yeah, I saw them recently at uh, Iron City. Did they play anything off of that album? Yeah, they played Oblivion. So that was
1: about it, though?
2: Um, I want to say they played... Um, I can't think of the name. It's like track six. I. Uh, but uh, it, they played one other song off that record. But they played yeah. a lot off the, of the newer stuff. Pretty wild.
1: <laughs> the show of theirs I missed, I'm bum- I bummed I missed, was when Oblivion, that album came out, Crack the Sky came out. They came here, and apparently... They played that album front to back, and then did a second set of all the other songs from their like, that's you know, cool, previous discography and stuff. So like, that's the tour for me because right. I, while I like the albums after that, that's my favorite. So like, it's like when I go to see the Sword now and they hardly play anything off of Warp Riders, which I know is like blasphemy to say is my favorite. Everybody's like, no, Age of Winners they
2: uh they bum me out. They don't play anything off of no, winners really anymore. And I mean, I know whatever, but um, you know, I like Warp Riders too, and I'd like to hear some stuff off that. Uh Arrows in the Dark.
1: Are they be one of those bands that you need to catch on the tour after the first tour after a new album? Cuz I wasn't a huge fan of that High Country album, the last one they did. Wasn't that what it, it was called? It wasn't bad. It, it was wasn't just, bad, uh, but it's not it wasn't I didn't want to hear that whole album. Yeah. And I felt like I heard that whole album when I went to see them last. Those guys are super nice. They're so rad. Oh, yeah. I guess the last time I saw them was when you guys opened for
2: them. Yeah. They're they're super nice guys. Very cool. They've written some insanely kick-ass music that I have copped.
1: Do you want to... I'm going to tell you... I'm going to remind you of a funny story. I don't know if you'll remember this. So, before I lived in Birmingham, I came to visit for a weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. And I sat in John and Lauren's basement and watched you guys practice like a lump on a log. I didn't know you guys. It's the first time I met all you guys except for Josh, obviously. And afterwards, you guys were like, what'd you think? And I was like, like do you guys play Guitar Hero? And you were like, fuck yeah! And I was like, there's this band on there, and they've got a song on Guitar Hero, too. They're called The Sword. That's what you guys sound like to me. And you're like, like we don't know The Sword. I know The Sword. You know The Sword? That was the only song of theirs I knew at the time. And you're like, what? Freya. Yeah. You
2: know, song rules. Yep. It's off Age of Winners, buddy. Sure Not is. Warp Riders.
1: <laughs> I like <laughs> Age of Winners. I love it. But yeah, it's a good one they did a fucking sci-fi concept album I'm gonna yeah. like the one that's warp riders
2: yeah see I go with, I go with the fantasy way
1: <coughs> yeah I get it
2: oh the new Queens of the Stone Age is awesome is too. it yeah. I, I like it cool it's, it's I'm check it out yeah I mean if you're not a fan you know I don't I like Queens of the Stone Age like, yeah okay
1: but I I'm more of a rated R. Uh, like songs for the deaf, sure. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I love the that one stuff. after that is sort of like their transition album to me, mm-hmm. where they started going more in the direction they're in. Like *Air Vulgaris, mm, I'm okay with. The one after that, I guess, which would have been their last record,
2: like *Clockwork*. Yeah, I love that record. I couldn't get into it really. Yeah, oh, I, I tried. Yeah,
1: maybe I wasn't in in the right mindset enough to Possibly. get into it. Possibly. But I don't know. You know what I'm digging. You're gonna, I mean, this is that new Foo Fighters album is Mm. great. I have not heard it yet. I was a little skeptical because the first single took me a little bit to get into. I still don't really like the verses, I like the the chorus quite a bit. The second single I liked immediately. I don't know if you've heard either of them. I think the second one's called Sky is a Neighborhood. Mm -mm,
2: I haven't heard anything, yeah,
1: but. I watched uh like this interview that Dave Grohl did with Lars Ulrich of All People on Lars Ulrich's uh like uh I guess he's got a radio show and Dave was his guest and he, he was talking about the production of the album and how like apparently they worked with like a super famous pop producer for this that did like uh is it Sia the lady that wears like mm-hmm. the big wigs yeah and Adele and shit and like, the, I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but it's crazy. It sounds like in parts where they've like uh, layered the vocals, like it's huge sounding, but it sounds like almost Beatles-esque or Queen at some parts. It sounds like almost like a really well-produced classic rock record. It's really good. Digging it. Awesome. I'll check it out. I'm going to see them in October. Very Nice. What else can we talk about that people are going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Played Madden? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I wouldn't actually. have anything to add to the Madden conversation.
2: Um, your football team looked very good last week. Do you have any fans in Louisiana? Because if so, you should totally like rub it
1: in right now. I don't know if we have any LSU fans. I know we got one Ole Miss fan that I'm real cool with. Yeah, he's he sounds like a, a cool dude. Kylo Reb. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Ole Miss fan. That's saying a lot. No, man, that's like uh, that's like Leia saying, uh, you know, Admiral Mahdi is her favorite Imperial dignitary. Yeah, or some shit, right? My girlfriend's an Auburn fan, so I, can, I mean, you know. that's true love. But she's not a hardcore Auburn fan either. Yeah. Like, you know, that's true love, though. Yeah, that would be like if Jesse was. I don't know. See, like if Jesse was an Ole Miss fan, I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't care. I don't know if there's an appropriate analogy. That's pretty of. appropriate if she like was a Ole she, Miss fan. But even if she was like, oh, uh, I think Star Trek's better than Star Wars, I'd be like, that's fine. Right. She oh, yeah. Harry, oh, I see what you mean. She, she thinks mean. Harry Potter's better than Star Wars, so, and like that doesn't bother sure, me. Sure, yeah. At least it's something I can get into a little bit and I know a little bit about. Like, if she was like hardcore Twilight or something, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know that we can connect. Yeah. <laughs> Team Jacob, Team Edward, right, I don't yeah. know, sparkly-ass vampire dudes, I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, she's into cool stuff, it's
2: just maybe a little different from your yeah. stuff, which is fine.
1: And then we have stuff like Game of Thrones, like mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Morty, man, oh. we're into some Rick and Morty. I
2: love Rick and Morty, I haven't seen any of this season. We That's can talk about so Game of Thrones, fun. have you talked about that oh. much on, on on this show yet?
1: No, you know, Will doesn't really have an opportunity to watch, I can't think, no.
2: It could get, it could get
1: blue in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> strap in if you loved this last season of uh game of thrones hold on my to your wonder. shorts my buddy steve here so well okay so let me add some Go color on. to this yeah, steve's it. who introduced me to game of thrones he at a stone cobra band practice because if you guys have seen uh scott pilgrim you know the guy kyle that's just there hanging out with the band he's not in the band i was that guy for like three years wasn't it neil 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 <laughs> that's right neil i love that movie me too uh so I was Stone Cobra's Neil for like three years because I lived with their singer and I would just go with him to band practice. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll just go hang out.
2: That's good times.
1: Watch band practice. I saw some behind the scene, behind the music type moments a couple of times. One, you or, guys, two, one or two. You guys ever do a behind the music? It's going to cut to me and I'm going to be like, this one time, so-and-so was told so-and-so that he was going to fucking kick his ass. <laughs> uh,
2: hey, man, you can't. Make a song some real, without some, you know, some <laughs> It was
1: some. It was some real. Uh, what's that? Some kind of monster. <laughs> oh God! Don't <laughs> us, don't
2: compress that shit. <laughs> anyway, Game of Thrones. So uh,
1: yeah, you you, enter, you were like, you got to check this out. They're going to turn this into a movie, or not a movie, a show. So I read the first book before the show, the first season of the show. Then it took me a little while to get into the second and the third. Um, so Steve is a tried and true Game of Thrones fan. Used to aim. With George R. R. Martin back in the that's day. That's
2: right. That's unbelievably true. Unbelievable but true.
1: Before he was, anybody knew who he was. you to aim with the man. Yeah, that's right. While he's wearing his train conductor hat and <laughs> fucking dicking off from writing the next book. You were right. probably waiting for Storm of Swords
2: at that point. I was. I was, actually. I was. Because he had written some short stories in between Clash of Kings and uh, Storm of Swords. He, oh, well, just one. The Hedge Knight. The first one. Mm-hmm. Which I, I enjoyed a lot.
1: Thought it was very good. Weird that they're not mining that for one of the spinoffs. Have you yeah. heard that of yeah. all the spinoffs they're working on? That's not one of them. Yeah, I guess they just decided, um,
2: to go a, on you know a route that wasn't predictable. Yeah. But I did hear they brought in Brian Cogman to work on whatever another spinoff, one mm-hmm. of the fifteen
1: spinoffs they've got going. But so basically, they're doing like four or five spinoffs. They're just throwing shit at the wall and, and seeing what sticks. Whichever one they like yep. best gets it. Yep, maybe. You know
2: what it's I like do? It's like a fight to the death. <laughs> right? they, should, they should film Battle that. Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, they should make them all fight. All the showrunners <laughs> fight to the death and but the winner gets their show.
1: You know what's going to happen is you're, you're, the fandom is always going to be like, yeah, but what would have that other those other four shows been like? We should have gotten that instead of this. Right. I've always seen be this like, happen. Always be like, I've what, seen what this if? shit happen. But what if? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but
2: what if Josh Trank...
1: Oh, directed Boba Fett. You, do you know why Josh Trank, well, like, this isn't the only reason, but you know one of the reasons he didn't get that, like he got fired off that movie? Why? Okay, so he directed that movie Chronicle. Have you seen it? It's like a no. found footage superhero movie. I don't see movies typically. I didn't see it either. I still haven't seen it. I heard it's good. Uh, then he got fire, hired to direct the Fantastic Four and there was all kinds of problems on set. Apparently he did like a hundred thousand dollars allegedly did like a hundred thousand dollars of damage to the house. He was ridden. <laughs> I
2: thought you were gonna say he did a hundred thousand dollars worth of meth or something.
1: <laughs> there were rumors that he was <laughs> he was in a bad way on something, uh-huh, right? Goodness. And apparently at one point, allegedly, the set got changed, like the studio came in and changed some stuff about one of the sets without telling him. And the next day when he came in He threw a hissy fit, and either allegedly took a dump on the set or whipped out his ding dong and pissed on the set. Classy. Oh boy. Classy guy. Classy ladies.
2: Sounds like almost like what the showrunners did to Game of Thrones this season. Oh, it's a bit harsh. I'm just kidding. That was a bit harsh. There was some high points a couple high points
1: what did you think overall i mean we've had i was disappointed a lot of this conversation i mean like
2: i I thought the last episode was good and it it, you know it somewhat saved you know a decent bit of the season it was able to finish the the season with its head held a bit high but it was some of those episodes were a tough go man
1: I the episode before the season finale it was terrible. It was one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. The thing is, is like <laughs> if you told if you sat me down and told me what was going to happen in that episode, do you know how hyped I would have been heading in? Like if I if they were like, oh, they're gonna you know go out into the and you know this is going to happen and like then so and so is going to swoop in and save the day, but this bad shit happens. I'm being cagey because about uh, I don't know. 50 episodes back, I let uh, a semi-recent Game of Th- Thrones spoiler come out my mouth, and like somebody gave me some shit about it. Some <laughs> friendly shit. Some very friendly shit, but rightfully so gave me a little shit about
2: it. I don't it. remember it if you're referring to me, because I don't remember No,
1: no you... No. You, oh, okay. I mean, you had already seen... This was someone that didn't... Hadn't finished the season yet. Uh, okay. You okay. know the big thing that happened at the end of season uh, five? Um that got immediately undone in the first episode of season six somebody was it all runs together rise up from oh your right oh yeah green. okay yeah 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 okay yeah not,
2: yeah not the first episode but the second episode yeah whatever
1: yeah <laughs> whatever
2: <laughs> sorry you had to basically tell me what it was i'm like oh no wait a minute you're t- kind of wrong. oh you're wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you I know I didn't know what you're talking about exactly, 10 minutes yeah, ago like, but you are wrong. You're wrong sir. about that.
2: I'm just kidding. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah the 5th season was if, pretty rough too.
1: If you gave me the basic like synopsis of the big events, I'd have been like that's going to be an amazing episode. And then like as we were leaving your place cuz we watched that one over at your place, mm-hmm. like I was just in the elevator with Jesse going like I don't think I liked that one mm-hmm. and I don't know how I feel about it. It just made me more and more angry the more I thought about it. Like there was just, uh, there was
2: just parts do you that think?
1: Okay, do you? Th- and this is a question for someone that's been through, been a fan for a long time, has <clears throat> has had to put up with these long delays between books. But do you feel like, let's say, the Winds of Winter was out, and that all those events happened in the book? Do you think you would have been more pleased with the show, or do you think? You, I mean, I'm not saying you would have liked. That's it a in good the book. Point. That's a good point. I know you. I mean, even you, as a huge fan, have said like, the fifth book was okay to you, right? Yeah,
2: I w- the fourth and the fifth book were mm-hmm. both merely okay. Fifth book, right. I, I didn't like. I liked the fourth book better than the fifth book, but not by much.
1: So I'm saying like, you're not blindly f- following George R. R. Martin. You can be critical of him as well, right? I just felt like the showrunners got sloppy. I think that's I, that's the key. That's what always pops. Like I have a hard time explaining it sometimes. Sloppy is the word that always pops into my head when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Like the sixth
2: season where they went basically off book was so brilliant. I loved it. It was like my favorite season of the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is they can such pull good it off. Hands. They can do this. The season finale of season six is my favorite episode of the show. Period. Amazing. So it's it's unbelievable. People are always like, the Battle of the Bastards? I'm like, no, that was the episode before. The episode after. The Winds of Winter is the best.
1: No, two amazing, to be fair, an incredible back-to-back episode. Yeah, absolutely. Even though Jon
2: Snow looks like an idiot. And, well, he looks like an idiot a lot, let's be honest. Anyway. (laughs) (coughs) Just to go from that to what they did in the newest season was a little depressing. There were some good parts. I really liked the horribly named Loot Train Battle in Episode 4. That was that was really good. The dragon, yeah. dragon stuff was generally good. I called that Ice Dragon.
1: You did? You did. Uh, Yeah. We'll see. I'll be interested to see how they... S- six episodes. Yeah, but I, from what I was reading... Like probably six or five hour and a half episodes Mm -hmm. with a two hour series finale. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's only six episodes, like six nights, but it seems like they're going to do like basically a season's worth of runtime at least, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Seems like they got an awful lot of parts to pull together in six episodes though, right? Yeah. I I know this this season kind of seems like it's setting the table to bring all those parts and tie everything up but it seems like they got an awful lot to do
2: yeah i just feel like they're hurrying too hard the show is kind of losing what made it cool and i know that it, you can't just have like people in a room acting you know what i mean like you got to have the big set pieces and
1: the
4: right. you got to <laughs> deal with it but it's
1: weird having it all so pushed up against each other because mm-hmm. when they had 10 episodes you would get three conversation heavy episodes and like character development heavy episodes which are great. Yeah, I enjoy that typically. Um you know, with maybe a little bit of craziness in there and mm-hmm. then you'd have a crazy episode and then mm-hmm. it would cool down, you know. Uh but when they they only had 7 episodes, like there was a lot less of that. Mhm. A lot less of that. Yeah,
2: a lot less. And I feel like the show suffered as a result the whole John yeah. and daenerys relationship suffered because we they weren't given enough time quite frankly mm-hmm. to, for us to care
1: seems awfully fan yeah to it
2: totally does like that's what it reeks of and i mean but that's the it's all, almost but, not their fault like yeah. they just it, i feel like they they gave this season too few episodes they the, needed three more
1: the thing is is you know i say it's fan fictiony but on the other hand supposedly It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out, but supposedly they know the broad strokes of the, the end of the story mm-hmm. and like how it gets there and stuff. So you got to wonder like, I know they don't have like, I, I don't think the relationship is strained, but I don't think they have a great relationship with George R. R. Martin anymore. It's kind of hands off at this point. He's letting them do their thing, he's off doing his thing, which is apparently. Shopping for hats and watching the Jets instead of writing a book.
2: God, he drives me so crazy.
1: I mean, look, I've read these books; they are a feat of writing.
2: It's in, they're incredible, really. You know, yeah. like
1: so, I get it, but like he ain't a spring chicken. No, he's got at least two of these to do.
2: I know. Well, hopefully, the one that's almost done, and then one more. more. Yeah, but and. I don't know. Somebody was telling me he's got got a plan in place for now, for if he dies, like he's gonna have somebody finish it, like Brandon Sanderson finished Robert Jordan. That's what I
1: was saying. You don't want that. Yeah, I don't think you would want like. Which I never finished those, by the way. I haven't finished them either, and I've heard like, I can't remember who was telling me that the last two or three, whichever one, the guy finished for him, Mm -hmm. feel like the cliff notes end of mm. the story almost where it's it's it just feels different like which can, sure. can be expected but
2: i read his um brandon sanderson's uh other he's got an epic set going right now i think i read the first book called the way of kings and it wasn't bad that's cool it's pretty interesting it's, it might be something you'd enjoy about these knights and giant suits power suits almost like oh like suits almost almost
1: like yeah. fantasy sci-fi yeah hmm
2: Oh, oh. Could be something up your alley a little bit, yeah. I might
1: check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Um all right, before we're going to jump into some emails and voicemails and let's stuff. Let's do it, absolutely. Before I do that though, how likely do you think it is that let's say 15 years down the line, let's say hopefully the series is finished, Song of Ice and Fire is as the books. How likely do you think it is we get they take another shot at the and make, you know what I'm saying? Like the example I was using with my buddy Aaron online the other day, uh, Aaron Boyd, Full Metal Alchemist, this is totally different. It's an anime mm-hmm. that's been done two different times. The first time, about the first half of it links up with the manga, but the manga wasn't done yet, so they just went off and did their whole, their own ending. And then after the series, the manga was done. They did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is basically like a direct adaptation of that. How off, How likely do you think it is we see something like that with Game of Thrones one day?
2: I don't know, but I like the idea of hiring people who did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood to do a manga, Game of Thrones, the same way, like, you know what I mean? Like a, an anime, I mean, of... The finished story that could be kind of cool,
1: dude. An animated Game of Thrones could be great.
2: Yeah, like do it over I, a long period. Or I whatever. don't.
1: I mean, I still feel like you would have to get more people on board with animation. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, uh, the, think of all the people you know that watch Game of Thrones. Now imagine some of those people watching an. an would they watch an animated version of Game of Thrones? I think so. You think so? Like, do your parents watch? Yes. Do you think they would watch an animated version? of I'm Game not of Thrones? sure,
2: but they're like 70, so that's, that's what not I'm saying, really fair. Maybe okay. not them. Maybe okay. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. You're not going to hit. That, like, you're, you're probably not going to hit that broad of an audience, right? Fair enough.
1: But that's I mean, that's kind I think of what you, I was thinking.
2: I think you could hit a a, a big enough swath. You know?
1: I would watch it. Yeah, that'd be right up my alley. That's what I want them to do with Star Wars. I want a Japanese animated Star Wars show. Yeah. I would be so, oh, my God. I would be so about it. Cowboy probably, Bebop. Never probably going to happen, but I would be very stoked. All right. <clears throat> Steve here knows how this goes down. Yeah, I want to hear Steve. Steve meets Steve in a Steve duel to the death. Or oh, hey, no. <clears throat>
0: Kia D. Kia D. K, Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box K-D, cock-head. cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead!
1: He's a big Surrey stud. He loves to split chicks with his HUD!
0: KT, Cockhead! cock-head. Stroke his cone and suck on his balls, Key and D Cockhead! What you gonna do
5: when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooch tomorrow. Cockhead!
0: Blue Herd Cockhead! Harmsberger Cockhead! Cockhead! We'll win Cockhead! Goose Payne Cockhead! G Money. King Tom, Cockhead. Joe, Cockhead.
1: King D, Carkey. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. That shit literally never gets old to me. <laughs> never gets old. All right, so <clears throat> let me check for voicemails first. We got. Two, it looks like. So, oh, now three. Oh! We got something that Steve has actually texted me about a couple of times. With high praise of Steve loves Soars Bandim. Oh, nice. Yeah, this- We got a Soars Bandim. This is awesome. I don't know if you've ever been here for one of these. Mm-mm, no. Hello!
0: This is oh Sores Bandim. And I'm back. Oz, Oz I'm speaking to you right now. I am the manifestation of your subconscious. Everything you've been hearing from me is inside your own mind. Mr Cuddles is Jetley. Martha is Jessie. And Kit Fisto is your lovable friend Will Whitten. Torturing you at every opportunity he can find. You need to wake up, Hawes. This is all a dream. None of this is real. You gotta come back to us, Hawes. Come back to reality. Is this the real? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes Look up to the skies And see I'm just a boy
3: and I need no sympathy
0: Easy come, easy go
3: any way the wind blows doesn't
0: really matter me to me. It's beautiful. It really is. Mama <laughs> just killed a man, put a gun against his head trigger now he's dead mama life has just begun <laughs> but now i've gone and we're gonna get sued by the estate away. of
1: freddie mercury <laughs> I mean, he's really doing the whole damn song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really had you going there for a minute. denials. oils. You must have felt like a right fucking mug. <laughs> of course I'm not part of your imagination. Who you think I am, eh? <laughs> Alright then, I'll leave it to it. ta yeah, bunch of bucks.
1: that was an experience like I feel like he wrote a damn little his own well I mean he used somebody else's song but it was like a rock opera yeah I think King Tom has inspired people to get weird <laughs> well speaking of which speaking of uh, King Tom getting weird check it out Here's King Tom. We'll see if he gets weird this week.
6: Hey, Haas and Will. King Tom here. Wanted to ask about our new favorite Star Wars director, Ryan Johnson. Uh, and I realize it's kind of—he's kind of coming off as old news now that you know he's not—he's only doing eight, not nine like JJ. Hell, what the hell? I—I I love them both. Uh, but anyway, it was announced this week that or. Just Late last night, early this morning, that uh, production is finished on episode eight. Ryan Johnson's pretty much done. Personally, I hope he takes a very long vacation. Uh, I saw, heard that interview we gave in Japan last week before the whole JJ thing went down. We just, I don't know, he came off as tired. And it might be because of the jet lag, but it also could be because, you know, he's been working nonstop. Uh, very intensely on Star Wars for the past few years, but at the same time, he's also said he had a great time. This is a very personal project for him that he would do another. Um, and I know, I personally, I I wanted him to do nine. I wanted him to finish his story, but I, also I wanted JJ to do it. Um, so it looks as okay. The future we're getting um, Han Solo movie by Ron Howard. We're getting a movie by JJ Abrams don't know what we're getting after that. Maybe Obi-Wan. But if Ryan Johnson had a great time on this, said he would come back, what type of of Star Wars movie would you want to see him make? When would you want to see him come back? Personally, me, I'd want him to take a little bit more time off, have some other Star Wars stories told, um, and then have him come back and do I, I, we don't know what the character. I I would say Holdo, because to me she's an interesting character. Uh, but we don't really know enough about the other characters, of the you know the other new characters in the Last Jedi. And the the one little weakness of the the Star Wars stories, movies that 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 they ha- that it has, is that if it's a Star Wars story that takes place before another Star Wars story, chances are we know the whether the character's going to live or die. Um, So if he tells, say, a story about DJ set prior to the setting of The Last Jedi, we know DJ is going to live. But I still think you could tell an interesting story that way, and I I think someone like him could make that a great movie. So I guess that's a long way of asking my question. What type of movie or Star Wars movie would you want to see Ryan Johnson do? Hell, I'd be down with him, you know, writing or outlining a whole, the whole next trilogy and maybe doing the first part of that. Um, I don't know. I just want to see him involved with Star Wars more because even though we don't have his movie, I like the approach he's taken. I like what we've seen from him. What do you guys think? Um, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later.
1: All right. Thanks, Team King Tom. Um, so... Here's a question. How familiar are you with Ryan Johnson? I'm not really. Yeah, so I know you said you don't really watch movies. Not
2: too much these days. We tend to do the T V shows more on like the binge
1: watch. Brig? So you've never seen Brick? No. Never seen Brothers Bloom? No. Never seen Looper. Looper I haven't seen. I've heard you guys talk
2: about it a lot. I like that movie. Yeah. <sighs> so, um,
1: Sounds like he's got some pretty broad experience based on yeah, titles, and, at least. Yeah, know, you know, I, I, the only thing that makes me hesitant is that we haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, mm-hmm. but I've got a really positive feeling about it. You know, I, I'm just feeling good about it, so it, it doesn't hurt that when I was stuck in a basement for, like, 12 hours waiting on The Last Jedi panel, I watched that dude sign autographs and take pictures with anybody that came up for hours my only, one of my only regrets about Celebration is that I didn't get in line and uh, get like, my badge or something signed by him. But he seems really cool. Uh, the one thing, I, I, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I kind of want them to, if they're going to do a trilogy after this, to get a new group. I think it's almost wise to get one person to oversee the trilogy. Now obviously that wouldn't happen if that was J we wouldn't have Ryan if if JJ had done that on nine. So I'd like to see them get someone to oversee that. I kinda want Ryan Johnson. Let's say he does take like a nice long Star Wars paycheck vacation after this. Then maybe he goes and does something a little smaller, something that he can you know, that's not working with a huge studio within the huge like corporate Disney type deal. Then comes back to Star Wars. I would like to see him oversee, like, the Knights of the Old Republic era Star Wars. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, So that's my choice. Not saying they have to adapt the game or any of the books or anything, but like something set way back, because I think you could do a really cool trilogy. And you would be sort of freed from the bonds of, like, the original prequel and sequel trilogy. If it's that 5,000 years before, like, yeah, all these characters are dead by the time Star Wars happens. But that doesn't know, mean we know, like, necessarily I mean, within the context of the story who lives and who dies, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that sort of separates that. Like, I see what he's talking about. Like, I was talking with, I guess, maybe this was Johnny on Rogue One this week. Like, Rogue One, the movie. Like I didn't know all those characters were gonna die, but I kind of felt like all those characters were gonna have to die, yeah, for it to sync up with a new hope. Um, so that's the kind of risk you run. Like, you know, we already know the end of Han Solo's story when we're getting his backstory next May and stuff. Um, what? All right, what do you want to see <laughs> Ryan Johnson direct? uh sal- salacious crumb movie. Oh, that'd be pretty balling. He's got, he's got. Do you hear that train? God, it's been going on for like ever. <laughs> oh my lord! You know what's messed up? Not messed up. This is funny. One night, uh we were playing Xbox with our mutual buddy Nick, mm-hmm. who you've known for years. He was like one of your roommates in college, or you knew him in college. No, I knew no, him you, before that. You knew yeah. him before that. Yeah. Okay. We worked at Taco Bell together. Nice.
2: When I was seventeen and he was fifteen. Or I was eighteen and he was sixteen, that's what it was. He nice.
1: Was... And he works for the railroad. Well, one night we were playing Xbox and that train did that and he goes, Oh, that's a E nine Ford. like no knew the model of the train from the sound of the the horn. Coming through his Xbox headset. Coming through my Xbox. And I was like, What are you talking about? He goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Work mode impressive it's pretty good i i don't i don't think i have an analogy for my job like maybe i hear a certain keyboard and be like oh you're typing on a lenovo i definitely can't do that my eardrums have been pummeled by amplifiers for years so all right let's see uh let's do a voicemail from demarcus hi diddly ho halls and well this is demarcus twitter demon d show and i figured i'd send a voicemail lol love you guys
5: i don't know if we've ever gotten a voicemail hey haws and will you hear that that was the force awakens it's a saturday night and you know what my saturday night is consisting of my girlfriend's out with the girls and i have my force fx um anakin's lightsaber <laughs> Um, I've just completed a bottle of wine and I am watching The Force Awakens. This is what I call a successful Saturday night alone. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, this is actually my first time sending in a, uh, voice memo or voicemail. I'm sure, not sure what it's called. And yes, I am, um, I would consider myself drunk at this time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to – I've sent a couple emails, though, so, you know, this is Demarcus. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to uh, send you guys this voice memo and let you know that I'm watching The Force Awakens. Oh, quick question. Okay, quick question. So, you know there how there's been a helmet. I'm collecting helmets. I know you, sp- you guys spoke on it maybe last episode or episode before that. I'm collecting the Black Series helmets. I've got the Kylo – I've got the uh, stormtrooper, and I've got the, excuse me, and I've got the Poe Dameron. Obviously, they've released one with each film. Assuming they're going to continue doing that, Han Solo being the next film, what helmet do you think they will release with Han Solo? You know, um, with, with uh, a pop, Boba Fett maybe making a cameo. You think they'll do a Boba Fett? helmet awesome. for the Hans solo who knows but hey just want to hear you guys uh your ideas um hey thanks for listening guys this- oh oh no love you guys there we go you're the highlight of my saturdays and um may the force be with you
1: i don't know buddy it sounds like the highlight of your saturday was drinking a bottle of wine and hell yeah man good on to- him to- he's he's kicking it. Uh, he's what having a good you- time this weekend <laughs> hell yeah that's what I am talking about. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Was it, not, I want to know, was it red? Was it white? Was it Pinot? Was it Cab? To me, that sounded like a red. Yeah, me too. Wine I'm, I'm guessing red. You, you know? know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know.
2: What color was the lightsaber? Uh, blue. <laughs> okay. It was blue. What, what kind of wine goes with
1: a blue lightsaber? Uh... Mm, lightsaber. <laughs> par- mm, I don't know. Uh, pairing? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, fucking the blue Mad Dog. <laughs> Bartles and James Blue. <laughs> Wine coolers. They're, it's better than wine because it's cooler. That's what that stands for. Wine coolers. Stuff what was is that amazing. other... What was that other... Not Bartles and James. Boone Farms. I yeah. bet you they had a blue.
2: Probably. Boone yeah. Farm blue. The mad Dog uh, is, is clear in my head is Oof. having some blue.
1: Oh, for sure. It's good. I, I, I There was a time when I was in college, I'd kill one of those orange Mad Dogs Oof. in the glass bottle. Right. Go and then go back into the store and get another. (laughs) Kill it. Throw up later. Oh my god, Technicolor explosion. I hope Demarcus didn't toss up his Pinot Grigio. Nah, nah. But he sounded like he was having a good time. Good, yeah.
2: He was about to watch the Force Force Awakens, I think.
1: Or so was what do you watching. think, do
2: you think the, what helmet's next, do you think? <laughs> I know what the that's helmet's next.
1: Actually. I don't know that it is associated with Han Solo, meaning I don't know if it's going to come out for like the Force Friday that's going to precede Han Solo, or if it will come out like in 2018, sort of around this time next year. But the next helmet they're doing is Darth Vader. Nice. So I don't, personally I don't think that's going to be tied into Han Solo. I don't think there's a need to see Darth Vader in Han Solo. So that makes me think maybe there's not just a there's just not like a good one they can tie in. Right. So they're doing uh Darth Vader. And it looks amazing that helmet. Um They should do a
2: Black Series vest, Han Solo vest. Hell yeah, they should. Or a bandolier, like
1: chewy bandolier. <laughs> I'll just shave that shit into my chest hair. <laughs> Fuck paying eighty bucks for a bandolier. Did you ever know? So, have you ever seen the Chewy Bandolier figure Mm-mm. holder from back in the day? Like it's vintage. It's back from mm. back in the day, and it's it's seriously a Chewy Bandolier where you can put your figures and shit. Oh, nice, balling. I'm I'm gonna find one of those <laughs> one day, and I will wear it around the house when. Oh, so talking about cutting loose while his lady's not there. Mm-hmm. This is nowhere near related, but I have an embarrassing Star Wars story. The other day I was in Walmart looking at Star Wars stuff.
2: Hold on, do you think do you think DeMarcus before he said that like slid in the bathroom on his socks like putting sunglasses <laughs> on. Take your old record off the shelf.
1: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You it <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh and like I was just sort of in my element like looking at Star Wars figures and it was sort of early in the morning. there was nobody in the toy section and i'm sitting there going oh like talking to myself like out loud maybe like out loud talking going oh fuck this i need this one but it's all beat up what the fuck walmart like just talking looking through figures oh luke got it ray got it c3po no yoder obi-wan what the fuck and then like you ever get that feeling that someone's watching you Oh I got that and ignored it for a second and continued being like, "Mm, I don't need this. Uh, I'm going to wait for this clearance. And I turn and there's a dude standing at the other end of the toy aisle just standing there looking at me cracking up, (laughs) talking to myself. Like he had to think I was batshit insane. (laughs) This dude talking to himself about toys.
2: (laughs) Got to have that inner dialogue stay inner, buddy.
1: It's tough when I'm all excited to look at Star Wars toys. It just spills out. All right. So we got one more voicemail, then a whole bunch of emails. Guys, guys, I appreciate it so much. I don't know what the fuck happened, but our email inbox has exploded the last couple of weeks. I will cover them all, but maybe not tonight. My buddy Steve's got things to do. You will get your email read. You know, just hang tight with me. Uh, Let me get this voicemail out of the way. It is Richie from Boston, and it is about Episode 9. I love Richie.
4: What's up, Haas and Will? This is your buddy Richie. So, guys, I wanted to ask you about JJ as the director of Episode 9. And I wanted to sort of come at it with a frame of reference with, with Lost. Now, to be honest... I don't know Lost. I haven't seen it. That's not because of lack of interest. It's just... Nowadays, it's more lack of time than anything else. But um, in regards to to Lost, my biggest... The the biggest sort of talking points that I hear all the time are the ending. The ending of Lost is all I hear about. And, you know, it sounds to me like it was open-ended, up for interpretation. Um, You know, I hear people... Plenty of people gripe about how JJ likes to start things but doesn't know how to finish them. I don't know if any of that's true because I know I know JJ Abrams from Star Trek and I fucking love Star Trek. So I'm wondering, you know, Disney hired JJ for a reason. Kathleen Kennedy hired JJ for a reason. He was willing to quote-unquote play ball. And and by the way, that that play ball thing, I've heard so many fucking times. That's my dark and gritty. I hate it when people say play ball, and I've just said it four times now. Um, then I've been But, testing Richie JJ, off, but J.J. was willing was to do what Disney wanted him to do. So he turned out a movie that they loved. Disney and Lucasfilm, I believe, want to show everybody that Star Wars is okay. They had a $2 billion movie with The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi is going to be a hit. There's been a lot of bad director news lately. They just want to show that there's some stability in the making of this movie. And I believe that's why they hired J.J., number one. Number two, I wonder if they're tipping their hand a bit as to the direction of the story. Uh Uh-oh. I don't think that this sequel trilogy is going to end like the Return of the Jedi did. You wrap it up in a bow, you say, see you later. I think this sequel trilogy might end just like, I believe, Lost ended. Sort of an open-ended question. If you end the sequel trilogy on a dark note, as I've said before on this program, with Kylo taking over the seat as sort of like the new Emperor and the Jedi on the run, you could then put a trilogy on top of that. I could see, theoretically, six movies from George Lucas, six movies from Disney. J.J. wraps up the sequel trilogy open-ended, and then somebody else writes the story in the next trilogy to wrap that up in a bow. Wrapping up the sequel trilogy that way, I think, would play to J.J.'s strengths. What do you guys think? All right, take care.
1: That's a good question.
2: Let me say that I actually very much agree with him that I think JJ is going to not wrap everything up. Mm-mm. I think in fact that he'll introduce more mysteries because that's what he that, that is what he's good at, you know. And I think that uh possibly doing another trilogy afterwards they're going to do that anyway.
1: Yeah, see this is the thing. I don't know that they'll necessarily leave it super open. No, it, it it shouldn't be. I think there's a way that you can do an ending. Okay, so I agree with them that you can't do a Return of the Jedi ending ending where right. the Empire is done the and the heroes are resolved and shit, hanging out with Ewoks, dancing on the forest moon of Endor. But I strongly believe that J.J will be planting seeds. Mm, so oh, there yeah. will be questions mm-hmm. where you'll be like, ooh, but, like, I don't know, like, what if someone, like, Snoke mentions that he serves a, a higher power, mm-hmm. that there's something even darker and more dangerous out in the galaxy that he right. serves. Or, uh like Richie says, like, maybe Kylo does take, maybe the First Order isn't completely defend, defeated. Maybe there's a way for them to give the Resistance a solid win to wrap up the trilogy Mm -hmm. and tie some things up, but still leave avenues open. Now, I guess they there's ways they could end it like return of the Jedi and still do another sequel trilogy. But I think they'd kind of want to set it up to be a little easier Mm -hmm. unless, you know, they've never confirmed that there is going to be more saga movies after this. Kathleen Kennedy's spoken about it briefly in some interviews and stuff where she kind of said, like, if we wanted to, I think we could do spinoff movies mm-hmm. solely. I don't agree with that. I think, and you know what, maybe that's what they plan on doing, but I think they won't see the response both financially and uh, critically and, and from the fandom that they have so far. And I think maybe that'll be make them be like, oh, we got to do another yeah. You got to do a sequel to the sequel trilogy.
2: Yeah, I agree with um, you. I think those—that's where their their money is. Those trilogy films,
1: right? And you know, so I I think they've set up some things that may buy them some time to where, like, okay, episode nine is going to come out in twenty nineteen. I don't necessarily think the next sequel trilogy will start in twenty twenty one. I think they've set up some things to maybe buy them some time where. If Han Solo is is successful, then they can do like a Han Solo trilogy off of that. And you know, to pad the time. I think there should be maybe a little break in between the two sagas, but I personally don't want them to go too far. Because when they go too far, like that's closer to death for me. Yeah. So like if they did another 10 year break, bro, I'm almost 50 when that <sighs> yeah. shit comes out, you know? And then and then like if they do another 10 year break after, like, no man. there's always gonna be oh oh, panicking steve oh is it it hot in here (laughs) oh oh, i'm gonna die before star wars is over oh my god
2: (laughs) don't let it get in your head I'm not Will. I'm not trying to induce panic attacks. <laughs> That's
1: just fucked up, right? He, he pokes the bit. bear a little yeah, bit. He's little like... Bit. Well, he can while he's while he's over Skype like yeah. that. He yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have to fear retribution. He doesn't... Well, it's not like I would punch him in oh, the I nose know. or something. Sock him in the kisser. I'd beat him down in Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. i will be like, overly. Oh, really? Will, get the sticks. <laughs> you get
2: the sticks. It's time for El Fuerte.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Some of the best times of my life. We're listening to Lady Gaga and playing Street Fighter 4. With good our time, with our special controllers. Yep. Man. Good time. <laughs> I love the with our special controllers. Because we had Son, uh, yeah. we had special Street Fighter controllers. My controller had Ken on it. Mine had Ryu on it. That's how we do. All right. <clears throat> and the one thing I would say people in general, got to keep in mind that J.J. Abrams didn't have anything to do with the ending of Lost. Yeah, exactly. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, he did Which didn't. I loved. Mm-hmm. I, I've gone on record saying I loved the ending of Lost. Yeah. But, I can't credit J.J. for that. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't involved after season three. Yeah. he, he And barely during out. season three. He basically helped them get season three off the ground and then was like, peace. Mm-hmm. You guys got to handle this. I'm going to go be a movie director. So, um, you can't really credit or blame him for that. same thing goes for like fringe. He helped them get off the ground uh did he do a mission impossible? He did He did mission Impossible three. How was that? I've never seen it, it I'm not a Tom Cruise guy, so still, I would think that you you are a j. j. Abrams guy that came out before. I, was, I, I think that came out before I even watched Lost, even. Right. But still, that seems like something that might
2: could be just like a self-contained movie. Yeah. You know? Like, I'd be curious. I've never seen
1: it. I thought his first Star Trek movie was fucking solid. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it, it was good. It entertained me, and I'm not a Star Trek guy, so it, it hit the buttons I me needed. Neither. I didn't mind the second one as much. Now, since I'm not close to Star Trek like, you know, a lot of people, I I guess I don't see the problem. That a lot of people see and mm-hmm. I get that it would be like you know if someone remade Empire Strikes Back and someone that had never really been in the Star Wars before was like that was awesome and I was like uh, nah man Empire Strikes Back is way better the original is way better so I get that I dug Super 8 quite a lot uh, I liked what else did he direct besides The Force Awakens and Star Trek and shit cloverfield no i don't think he directed did he produce or did he direct i feel like he might the have original? directed that cloverfield. The original cloverfield let me check um <laughs> but yeah as far as like franchises like he came on Mission impossible didn't do anymore he just did the third one they did a fourth and a fifth without him uh Star Trek he did the first two he didn't do the third one um which i thought was actually pretty decent there was one part that was real goofy though, um, so the finishing thing is interesting. It is, but no, I feel directed like directed by Matt Reeves, okay. produced by J.J. Abrams.
2: I just I feel like he doesn't have to end it like maybe every. I, I think as long as most Star Star Wars fans realize that he's going to introduce probably more questions than resolve things.
1: Well. See, I'm not cool with that.
2: Maybe not. Maybe maybe that's a bit heavy. Maybe not more questions than resolutions. But there will be, I think, some probably pretty large questions that that you'll have at the end of the movie.
1: I, I'm fine with that if there are new questions mm-hmm. that are raised. Yeah. I want my question like Star Wars is not about ambiguity to me. Totally. Uh, so like the questions raised in the Force Awakens that are going to either be answered or extrapolated on in the Last Jedi. Like, I want that shit wrapped up. Yeah,
2: I think that's fair. I think that, that he'll probably, hopefully, do that. But
1: raise some new questions, introduce some new elements that could lead me into the next trilogy. I am down. Totally down. Because mm-hmm. that means Star Wars keeps going. Right. And the, the sense of a saga instead of all these, like, spin-off tie-in movies and stuff. Which I'll be excited for, but I'm going to tell you, like, part of the reason I wasn't as excited for Rogue One was because... It's kind of a dick move to show me Luke Skywalker for 40 seconds and then be like, "You want a Star Wars next mo- movie next year?" Fuck yeah. It's not going to have anything to do with that though, bro. You know? Yeah. Well. Still like the movie quite a bit, but you know, it's it's I just uh, the sagas are where I'm what I'm mainly interested in. But they're better movies. <laughs> All right. Here is a so what do you, you got? Like fifteen more minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll do a couple emails in. Uh, this is from Sam. Sam asks, "Which musical art? This is a good question. Artist, would you like to see do the soundtrack to a standalone Star Wars movie? For me, I think maybe Trent Reznor or Daft Punk. Thanks, Sam. Hmm, that's a good question. With you here this week, Trent I'm,
2: Reznor is interesting. That's an. That could be an angry soundtrack.
1: Yeah, and the thing is is like of course we've never seen him do it in a movie or anything, but like when you see YouTube clips and stuff set to like contemporary music, like on like Star Wars set to like not John Williams sounding, like orchestral score, I never like it. It just doesn't feel right. So I don't know that there is as much as I love music and stuff. I don't know that there's an, an artist that I would like to see do a soundtrack right it would yeah. take a lot for me to get used to-hmm um like I love sword we were talking about the sword warp writers and that's a, like a sci-fi concept album if they had the sword do an instrumental album to go along with a Star Wars movie like for the soundtrack I don't know that I would like and I like that band but I'd it would make me nervous like
2: Right, um, but, you know, even say we would keep it more orchestral or, mm-hmm. you know, I think even some synths or keyboards could work. So Trent Reznor, I could see. Even if yeah. you say, like, he's just in charge, like, although with that being said, it's agreed that it's still going to be mainly orchestral. I see you know, what you're saying. No guitars or whatever, you know, within well, reason. Just, But he's in charge of putting it all together. That being said...
1: Some of the music in the animated shows, it's done by this guy named Kevin Kiner, I believe. Mm-hmm. He, especially in Clone Wars, they let him sort of do his own thing. It sounded very uh, John Williamsy, But he would occasionally throw in some guitar and things like that. And it
3: worked. Mm-hmm.
1: So I could see something like that. Like if he was going to compose. But if it was like not, like nine inch nails doing you know what i mean right. like loose swinging and and dur, dur, his dur, lightsaber dur, and there's
2: dur, 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 you know yeah you know,
1: like that, it's, you know. i don't know i don't know that it would really sit well with me but
2: yeah that's an interesting question i uh, I'm, I'm sure there are some <coughs> artists out there that totally
1: could handle it and do a really great job yeah yeah i agree all right here we go this email is from a new writer and i cannot pronounce his name so buddy i am sorry i'm gonna do my best it's bjorgvin bjorgvin inarsen einerson bjorgen einerson i love it uh <clears throat> i've been thinking a lot about the han solo movie and what i'd like to see here's my pitch for the movie title solo a star wars story about 10 years after the creation of the galactic empire boba fett is living in coruscant's level 1313 there he works with a group of bounty hunters including Bossk, ig88 and dengar the underworld is the perfect place for lucrative job opportunities. In between his work on Coruscant, he also takes jobs from Jabba the Hutt. He quickly builds his reputation until he's by far the most ruthless, skilled bounty hunter in the galaxy. Okay, This sounds more like a Boba Fett movie, and I ain't complaining, it sounds cool. One day, he accepts a job from Ponda Baba and Cornelius Evazan, who also work for Jabba. Han Solo owes them money after they helped him with a spice run, but it doesn't look like he's going to pay up. They want Boba to take the Falcon from him as payment. Boba agrees, but before he can go after Han, trouble arises in the underworld. It turns out... Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, buddy. It turns out that the rumors of Mace Windu's re-emergence are spreading through the Coruscant underworld. He's currently working with a cell of Coruscanti rebels. Now Boba is determined to hunt down and kill the man who killed his father, but it will be a dangerous task. Once again, still sounds like more like a Boba Fett movie, my dude. Um, Windu is way more powerful and ruthless than previously, and so Boba teams up with Dengar and Bosk, although he tells them that he needs to be the one to kill Windu in the, den- the end. They have a lot of adventures around level 1313 before, before finally confronting Windu. Boba manages to kill Windu, although he's pretty, pretty badly hurt. After he heals, he goes after Han Solo. He ends up in a firefight with him, which leaves Han's mentor, Beckett, dead. Han and Orlando escape in the Falcon, and Boba pursues them. The climax of the movie involves a Slave One versus Falcon space battle. The very last scene of the movie is Han going into the cantina about five minutes before Obi-Wan and Luke walk in. Possibly, possible cameos in the Han Solo movie. Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Krennic, Cassian, K2SO, Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, Leia, Obi Wan, Tarkin, Kane, and Jaris, Saul Guerrero, and Harrison Dula. Thoughts, oh buddy, your boy is ambitious. He is ambitious. Like that is a lot of shit to go down. into. I kind of feel like my buddy was just like hanging out one day and was like, I got all these kick-ass figures in this box. All those characters he just named. And he threw them out on the floor and he's like, I'm going to make a Han Solo movie out of this. (laughs) So first we start with Boba. First, I mean, he's speaking to me with all the Boba stuff.
2: It did sound like a Boba Fett movie.
1: If that was the Boba Fett movie minus the Mace Windu stuff, I'm not a huge fan of the bringing Mace Windu, which I realize is hypocritical. Because I'm like, no, Boba should still be alive after Return of the Jedi. And then I'm like, "Mm, I don't like Mace Windu still being alive. Boba Fett's a cooler character. it's okay. <clears throat> this party's over. <laughs> now, I, I agree. Some people will not. But really? It, it's been tough being a Boba Fett fan lately. <laughs> oh, well, I'm this, not aware of all that. This last week, especially, has been kind of rough.
2: Well, first off... I didn't see anything on CNN about this. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Breaking news. Boba bros. <laughs> uh, this goes back a, maybe even a couple of months. A female editor for Marvel... Called Boba Fett dumb, which is fine, but she said, uh, not I don't remember." The, or she said he was stupid, or like lame, or something. And a bunch of dudes fucking were being real awful to her about it. That is fucking lame. Yeah, and is. I love Boba Fett. I don't care, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, but Let that's have embarrassing. Their dumb opinion. That yeah. is embarrassing. It is. as a Boba Fett fan, of course. Yeah. Then last week they announced this from a certain point of view book that's coming out in october to celebrate the 40th anniversary it's 40 short stories collected in an anthology and they put out these little teasers and the one for boba fett is so embarrassing (laughs) it's so embarrassing i'm sorry buddy it's like uh, what is it i i would be lying if i didn't say i didn't like the gasps When I walked in the room. That's right, boys. Boba's
2: in town. Yeah, I heard y'all talking about that. Oh, my God.
1: Terrible. Like, why? Like, can't I just have one glorious Boba moment in the sun? Where, like, I can just be like, yeah, I'm a Boba fan. Yeah, guys, I I like Boba Fett. He's got a jetpack in his armor. Looks cool, y'all. Look at all that Boba. Look, look, Steve. That's a shelf of Boba damn near. Sure is. Should take a picture and put it on Twitter. I have took it down, got embarrassed. They're like, "Oh, what's up? You got your affliction shirt and your eyebrow piercing." No, whatever. <laughs> no, nobody really said that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's rough being a Boba fan lately. Huh. But yeah, buddy, I think maybe slightly ambitious for a, a, a Han Solo movie. I fucking appreciate the effort, oh, yeah. though, my man. He's That's creative, thought out, dude. creative for sure, but uh, I don't know. Sounds more, like it didn't sound like there's much Han in there. Yeah, no. It was made, it just sounded more Boba Fett. And I don't think, cool. I honestly don't think Boba Fett is going to be in the Han Solo movie, and I hope it's because they're sort of saving him for like Han Solo 2 or 3. I would like to see, like when he's talking about Slave 1 and the Millennium Falcon going at it in like a space battle at That'd the end, you know? that would be so kick-ass. So, I am down with that for sure. All right, um, I'm going to save Ed's question for when Will is here, because it's a, it's a Rebels question, and you don't watch no Rebels. Um, who do we got? Let's see. Let me try to pick a good one for Steve to go out on. Pressure's on, Blue Harvest emailers. All right. We're going to end tonight with a Brad H. Hey, Halls and Will. Now that the details have come out about in regards to the upcoming book from a certain point of view, are there any stories that you'd like most to see? All joking aside, I'd really like to see what happens, what's happening within the Jedi Temple when Anakin turned to the dark side, especially from the youngling's perspective. Although that'd be a brutal story. What are your thoughts? Are there any stories that have been teased thus far that you aren't excited about? Thanks. Brad H. I'll say I like that his idea a lot. That is dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look, I'm down with that. Like it but it would be brutal. A Sores bandim Yeah. From a certain point of view. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, Sores Bandim is a child. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, that, that you see moments before Anakin slaughters him. Mm-hmm. Murders him. Yeah. A child. Like I know you haven't seen Reve- that I'm telling I've heard you, about that, yeah. I'm telling you one day like we're going to have like our ladies are going to go to fucking Spokane together or something. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have a total weekend. I'm going to make you come over here and we're going to record a commentary for the prequels you haven't seen. Cuz <laughs> I just want to get your reaction to like these you, cuz you've never seen Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Correct. I got to do it, man. I think it would be so fun. Just I'm down. Get the super only reason I haven't up.
2: seen him at this point is because we, we were going to make a thing out of it. So yeah, we just gotta we do gotta it.
1: do it. We gotta go. I know how to set it up. It's going to be great. Well, Technically, absolutely. I mean, how to set it up. Uh, what? Well, what would you like to see? I would love if they did a Kia D story. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I. I mean, you know what's funny? You know what sideshow is, right? Mm -mm. sideshow toys they make very high-end star wars stuff you know figures that cost anywhere figures and statues that can range from like two to two two hundred dollars to in the thousands because they do like life-size statues and shit like that but they have this line of like 12 inch figures they're super detailed and stuff i was looking just out of curiosity, on eBay a couple months back for Kia D merchandise, because that's kind of gonna be obviously like at this point, I gotta kind of collect Kia D stuff, and there's not a ton, so I can complete that collection pretty easily. But the sideshow toy, which they they make a limited number of, they don't reprint them. So like, if I wanted a sideshow Boba Fett, it is astronomically expensive, right? Uh, Kia D complete in box mint. Very cheap. Really? Very cheap. He did not hold his value. In fact, he lost value. <laughs> Homeboy's going to be getting a Kia D side. It's going to be my first you, one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: <clears throat> that's um, awesome.
1: I would love to see a Kia D story just for uh selfish reasons. Like, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. Um I'm not looking forward to the Boba Fett story. And that's... It hurts me so bad to say, but I don't want two and a half, three pages of Boba Fett being a cheese dick, no. man. Like and and I heard somebody be like, if that's what it's meant to be is sort of a joke story, I can get into it. And I was like, Ah I can't. Like, there's a version of Boba Fett in my head that has probably never truly existed. Like he has an other sort of like he's like a a mercenary with a code. Uh, one way that I've heard him, des- like, Steel always describes if they were going to do a Boba Fett movie, he wants Boba Fett to be like Mike Ermintrout from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. That'd be awesome. And I like that idea. Yeah, I like for Mike sure. a
2: lot. Mike Ermentrout.
1: Um I can see where he's going with, like, the man of few words. Very businesslike. Very, you know, methodical. Love that idea. What I don't want him to be is fucking a bro. <laughs> No, I don't want Boba, bro, and it kind of looks like that's where the story is going, mm. and that bums me out. <laughs> like that... high five another bounty hunters and, but and like like farting in Dingar's face <laughs> while he's asleep and like <laughs> like filming getting, YouTube prank videos and shit, getting <laughs> shit
2: faced at the bar and like you know puking and starting fights. And...
3: Oh.
1: Having like a real bad spice issue. Hitting on chicks. <laughs> well, to be fair, there is a scene in Return of the Jedi where Boba is... described on Solo. <laughs> but that's different, man. I know he's a scoundrel. Uh, scoundrel. I'm a nice man. No, you're not. Uh, there is a scene in Return of the Jedi where Boba's kind of macking on a lady. Oh, really? Like he goes by one of the dancers and oh, he yeah, grabs that's his right, chin and right. she's like...
3: Ooh.
1: You know? And <laughs> that's like, right. Oh, that's okay, but... When you put that in context of, that's right, boys, fets in town. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me. Oh, before we go, since you're such a big Band Bandim fan, I forgot. I, am, I love that guy. On Twitter, he sent me uh, a dramatic reenactment of that fucking... While I pull it up, is there any... Uh, is could could is, is there a short story of a character or something in Star Wars that I could tell you about and you'd be like, damn, I'm gonna seek that out. I'm gonna, can I borrow that when you're done? Like, is there a a character or something that they could delve into that you would be like, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, the salacious crumb. I'm just kidding. You're I, all I, about some salacious kidding. crumb. Right I don't on. really know, honestly, though. Like, I mean, I feel like they've covered all the characters. I mean. Uh, in the movies. I don't know. Maybe a Lando. Some, some right. Lando stuff. Um, that would that Ooh, would always be yeah. cool. Yeah. So I know, you know. Oh, a Cloud City pilot. Because I want to know what those the functionality ships. of those stupid
1: ships are. That's what I want. <laughs> I want a day in the life of one of those dudes. Every time I see those cloud cars, it cracks me up. Because I know you <laughs> fucking hate those. I hate
2: them so much.
1: I want to know why, why they exist. One day I'm going to get a cloud car tattoo. Like, just a tiny one, and it's going to have, like, a little S under it. For Steve. For S. For oh, Steve. We can ride in it together. For It's, a, it's so like one dude can roll a joint while the other one drives. I guess and they can so. switch off, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder if it's like um, a one, driving instructor car where, like, he's, <laughs> he's just got the pedals on the other side. So you could be a real dick and hit the brakes while your homeboy's trying to drive. He'd give us hot coffee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, cloud car driver. <laughs> oh, I'd be stoked. All right. Here we go. <laughs> well, I thought, here we go.
2: Some, I hate it when
0: phones do that. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the whispers of surprise when i walked onto the scene that's right boys fancy <laughs> that's
2: a little
1: better oh, coming out of his w- mouth it is a little better you know who's reading that in the audiobook though you know who's playing boba fett and reading the boba fett story in the audiobook i don't john ham
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I heard you talking about that. You are a hater of John Ham. I don't like him. You don't like him at all. I, mm. I, I don't have a problem there's, with him. There's a part. I of bet Johnny Grosso likes John Ham. What's probably. up, Johnny?
1: Shout out. Probably. I, I just sometimes it's just something about his face. Hmm. Something about his face. I don't like him. There's another reason I don't like him. That's kind of I realize it's Patty. Jesse li- Jesse likes John Ham, doesn't she? She likes John Ham and. <laughs> This one time, we used to watch that stupid TMZ show, until it got too much for us, and we were like, "We, can't, this is stupid." But one day they had, they were like, "John Ham's giant dick, right, <laughs> right?" And it was like him running, working out, and you could see like homeboy was packing a fucking pool noodle, right, and like Jesse was going to take the dogs out, and they were like, "Look at John," ha-, and she st- <clears throat> stopped. And turned around and like perked up. And I was like, fuck you, John Ham, and your giant dick. Fuck you. Why do you gotta have everything, John Ham? You're a dick in the town anyway. That's right. I had forgotten that he was in the town. Yep. It's he's really the, funny. He's the villain. Like, it's weird calling the guy that's hunting the bank, but he is. Like, he plays the villain if you look at it. I think he's way worse than the bank robbers in that. Like, yeah. He's a
0: dick. Yeah.
2: I, I like that movie though. It's been a while. We should watch it that we again should. soon. We should. I have do the do director's commentary cut. on that. It's
1: good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, we've got a small handful of emails remaining, and we will get to those very soon. Looks like we got another Thrawn. We got an Ed. Well, not Thrawn. That's what Ed wrote about. We got another Sam, a Thrawn. We got uh, Isa. Isa. Probably saying that wrong, too. Um,. But we will catch up with you guys next week. Supposedly, will we'll be back, and uh, well, we'll see you then. Thanks for coming over, buddy. Absolutely. Man, Why don't you it. let uh, our good people know where to find you on social medias?
3: Mm.
1: Well, mm. I don't really do
2: Twitter too much. I'm on there at Stoned Cobra, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't tweet that much. Mm-hmm. I'll get on there every now and again and lurk, or Steve, yeah, lurk around or whatever. Mainly on Instagram, Steve Cobra on Instagram. I guess is my main thing. See some thing, pictures I, of Simeon. Yeah, I see oh, my cat. A
1: good time.
2: Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, about
1: to go hang out with him for a little bit. Nice. Yep. Um, well, if our good listeners like the theme song, they should support your band because you guys were kind enough to to provide the music. You guys are Stoned Cobra, and you're on iTunes, Spotify, and at Stonedcobra.bandcamp.com.
2: Yep. Bandcamp that's the only place right now you can get the first record which is
1: that's kind of weird
2: record I know we we're just lazy dude about everything
1: I have people ask me by the way like hey where's where's the album that's got the theme song on it and I'm like it's on Bandcamp but you sit there on iTunes and, eh, the second album yeah
2: the second album we've got some new videos on YouTube as well um if uh, anybody wants to just search stoned cobra I'm pretty sure there's a video we did recently that got Uh, played at the local film festival i saw that it's the one that's in y'all's practice space right Mm -hmm. yeah i saw that it's a fun little video it wasn't very serious but it was a good
1: time so um check that out how's the new record coming
2: um pretty good we had a a sense of urgency that we don't anymore because we thought we were about to lose a bandmate we wanted to record something before he left but turns out he's sticking around so we're putting the brakes on uh, Rushing to finish up uh, You know, we had about four songs Getting close to done So we're gonna maybe try to do more of a full length Instead of an EP this time So we'll see
1: Hey, hey, I like that What's uh, what's the word on vinyl? You guys still thinking about doing a vinyl release at some we're point? We're
2: supposed to ha- be having something um, Hopefully next year uh, By a label out in California But um, we, we'll let you know Probably next time I'm on I'll have some word about that you
1: need to make sure I get my hands on one of those i will uh that uh, i will see what i can do Uh, i mean if they're available just point me where they are online yeah that's what i'm saying i'm not saying like hey buy me one of your fucking (laughs) vinyls steve pal no i'm saying like make sure you let me know so i can go grab one Yeah, this will be one of the things where even probably i would have to buy one (laughs) probably sadly you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but uh all right well guys we'll see you next week uh until then i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend or week or whatever the fuck and uh Blue Harvest I'm Halls Burkhart and I'm Steve Cobra may the force be with you may the force be with all of
0: you may the force be with us